I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Kia ora Giles, slowing inflation is good for investment assets. Kia ora to you Charlotte. Well, everybody's asking the question now, what will be the impact of slowing inflation and when will pe- people see the benefits? And one of those could be that it'll be positive for asset prices such as uh, fixed interest rates and uh, shares. And that's the view of one investment analyst. Inflation is expected to be back towards the Reserve Bank's 1-3% to 3% target band by the end of the year. Well, Milford Asset Management investment analyst Caitlin Parker says investments such as bonds and shares should benefit as a result. We're at a period now where interest rates are at um, you know, the peak. So if you're buying a bond, you're buying it at a very attractive coupon rate. But then given most likely the next step for interest rates is lower, you will also, you know, that capital appreciation is, is where that will come into play as well. So it's a very appealing time um, if we do see inflation coming down and interest rates coming lower. It's very appealing in terms of that capital appreciation, along with the high coupons or interest payments you can get for bonds. And also, you know, inflation coming down, it is it is more positive for asset prices in general. Oh, Milford Asset, uh, that's Milford Asset Management Investment Analyst Caitlin Parker. And term deposit rates for savers are, are expected to fall in the coming year. The leading analyst says savers should be prepared for rapid changes, which may mean switching to a different asset class to achieve solid returns. Craig Investment Partners uh, Investment uh, Wealth Manager Mark Lister says people who've become accustomed to reaping the rewards of fixed income may need to change their tack this year. That's been uh, a very safe, solid way to invest. And that works when interest rates are high or rising, as they have been. But if we look ahead six months, certainly 12 months or 18 months, term deposit rates might be coming down. In all likelihood, they will be coming down, and they could come down quite quickly. Mark Lister says this year should be an easier year for investors uh, as inflation fears subside. And staying with the topic of inflation, the question most asked uh, after those numbers yesterday was when will interest rates start to fall? And it's a common theme around the world. The question is, are we there yet? That transition from high inflation to low inflation, the change of direction from interest rates on hold to central banks looking to cut them. Well, the head of the Developed Nations Group, the OECD, Matthias Gorman, answers that the world is getting closer. There's a lot of downside risk in the global economy and, and there are a lot of external uh, shocks that, I mean, there are a lot of things that could happen. But our current expectation is that inflation in most countries will continue to trend down uh, over 2024, 25, and, and that there will be uh, an easing uh, cycle uh, starting towards the end of uh, this year, early next year. Uh, Meanwhile, the newly established minimum global corporate tax rate of 15%, which has been backed by the OECD, has come into effect. Well, workers in Wellington continue to experience the highest work-from-home rates in the country. Data from the employment website Seek shows 13% of the jobs advertised in the capital have a work-from-home component. That's uh, followed closely by Auckland on 11%. The regions offer less flexibility with only 3% of jobs on the West Coast and Marlborough and 4% in Southland and Hawke's Bay offering similar flexibility. The Sikh senior economist Matt Cowgill says Wellington's rates are well above the national average. We see that government and defence, tech, 
admin and office support, consulting, all of these types of jobs are overrepresented in Wellington compared to the rest of New Zealand. And those are the types of uh, white-collar, office-based, professional jobs that are more likely to offer the ability to work from home. Matt Cargill says the trades, retail, manufacturing and hospitality and tourism offer less work-from-home options than office-based positions. Well, fast food operator Restaurant Brands says sales growth in New Zealand has offset slowing sales in other regions. The group, which operates KFC, Taco Bell, Carl's Jr. and Pizza Hut, says inflation, higher interest rates and reduced discretionary spending have taken a toll on the business. But New Zealand's outperforming its other regions of business, including Australia, Hawaii and California. Uh, The company's total sales for the fourth quarter increased to $341 million. That's up uh, 2.7% on a year ago. And total sales to date are up 6% to $1.3 billion on a year ago. Uh, For New Zealand, the increase in sales in the fourth quarter up 8%, um, more modest 2.4% in Australia. And they're down in Hawaii and California. But uh, despite uh, the weaker sales in some areas, the company is expecting to report a full year net profit in line with its forecast of between 12 and $16 million. It should be noted, of course, that restaurant meals, uh, takeout meals, one of the drivers of inflation over the past year, they were up 7% in the year to December. It's uh, 25 past 12. Let's have a quick catch up and see what's happening on investment markets. I'm joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Clear to you, Mark. Good afternoon, Giles. Well, uh, it's a nice sunny day in Wellington, no sign of rain, and nothing's dampening the local share market either. No, look, it's, uh, although it's been a pretty subdued start, to be honest, Giles. So the NZX50 gross index is at 11,849 points, so that's sort of close to unchanged. Uh, a couple of notable movers, though. Um, so Precinct Property, that's the, uh, the listed property business, that's up around 2%, trading at $1.24. Uh, you mentioned uh, restaurant brands earlier in the program, so the market's up about half a percent for restaurant brands at $4.02. That's on those stronger New Zealand sales that you spoke to. Uh, Mercury Energy, that's also up about one and a quarter percent trading at $6.57. So a couple of notable movers higher, although the index is, is close to flat. Uh, how's it looking in Australia? Uh, in Australia, it's slightly more positive. So the S&P ASX 200 is at 7,549 points, up about half a percent. Uh, that's been led uh, most notably by the resource sector. So BHP Billiton, that's up one and a quarter percent at $47.43. Uh, Rio Tinto, that's also up over one and a half percent, trading at $131. So uh, a slightly more sort of bright start than the New Zealand market. What's it looking like for the currency? Uh, Currency-wise, so we are sort of range-bound against the US dollars, currently at 61.10. Against the Aussie, we are at 92.90. Against the yen, 90.10. Against the sterling, so GBP, 48. And against the euro, 56.10, with the New Zealand trade-weighted index currently at 71.30. Well, uh, financial markets were relatively uh, subdued in the wake of those uh, inflation numbers yesterday. I'd see interest rates didn't really move. How are they looking this morning? Yes, that's absolutely right. So pretty much unchanged. So three-month bank bills are at 5.69%, uh, and government bonds, so long-dated 10-year bonds, are currently trading at 4.75%. Which leaves us with uh, oil and gold. 
Yes, so oil, West Texas Intermediate is trading at US $75.40 a barrel. Uh, and finally, gold. So spot gold is trading at US dollars 2015 an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Mark Fowler from Hobson Wealth. Time just to tell you that the Commerce Commission has given the thumbs up to Christchurch International Airport's pricing plans for the next few years. It says that uh, as they've read the numbers, they won't lead to excessive profits. The projected rate of return is actually below what the Commission had been forecasting. That's because the airport has changed how it will charge airlines for the services it provides. Of course, airport charges are a key component of passenger fares. The Commission doesn't actually set airport charges, but it oversees how they're calculated and it sheds light on whether that's fair or not. Auckland Airport, of course, strongly under the gun from airlines about its proposed level of cost increases, which it says are needed to finance new terminals. News and numbers updated for you at around half past five in Checkpoint, but for now, Charlotte, that's business. Kia ora. Thank you very much, Giles.